The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you all, but let me tell you, I'm even more excited to have our guest on today. She is the founder of Three Keys Investment, Miss Julie Holly. Julie, thank you for joining us today. How are you? Cody, I'm doing great. I'm like, oh, we're going to record now. We've had like this fantastic conversation. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess let's get down to business. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like we, but somebody needs to hit record and, and get some of this stuff. I, I feel like all the stuff we talked about was amazing. It was exchanging of recipes, books, like all the good stuff. But we're here to talk about real estate, you and your your career, and uh, a little bit around unsuccess in your career, if you will, and don't mind. But for those that maybe haven't found you on the interwebs yet or heard your voice or seen your name, which hopefully isn't many, but if they haven't, would love to get your origin story, where you're from, how you got into real estate, and where you find yourself in real estate now. Yeah. Well, you know, if you haven't heard my origin story, I'm actually a third generation in real estate, but I am first generation in commercial real estate. And I followed both of my parents down their paths. So I have like multiple careers, like many of you. So I, I started investing in my twenties as well as I started a teaching career in my twenties, overachiever at 22, started teaching in the public school system and kind of went in and out of teaching and real estate. And I often tell people, you know, everything is just woven together. It makes so much sense. Now, if you're familiar at all with my brand, you can go to julieholly.com and you'll see, oh yeah, Julie wraps everything up. It's all interwoven mindset and finances, mindset and investing. It's all one. And I see it as one. So from my podcast to my coaching clients, to my investing, you know, partners, shareholders, it all wraps itself up into one conglomeration. Found syndication though, not until I was like, was I 40 or 41? I don't know. It's something ridiculous. And I felt absolutely robbed. I'm like, how did I grow up around real estate and I did not know this was an option? I was a, I was very frustrated to say the least. <laughs> I was like this, I feel gypped and now I'm going to go and I'm going to proselytize everybody in the world about investing in apartment syndications. So the benefits are huge and I didn't want the burden of single family anymore. I didn't want that headache. So it was a natural transition. I love that. And I, I say it a lot and I, and I truly mean it. I love origin stories and, and I love that even though you grew up in real estate, you you had a, even a different, slightly different career in education and, and teaching, but you still came back and, and found uh, success here on the real estate side. And I, I'm like you, my, my aha moment was a little purple book, right? That we all read typically Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And like, I had to sit down and process what I read afterwards because it was like, oh, oh, we we haven't been taught everything the right way. There's there's a whole, oh, so you just have to like process that. So I understand where you're coming from. Once you, once you get good information like that, it's, you got to let it sink in and then figure out what you want to do with it. Julie, to your point, you've got a lot of stuff. You've done been very successful. You come from real estate background. You, you, you've cut your chops and single family over to syndication, multifamily now, but I can't imagine it's always been smooth. So that's why we have you on talk a little bit about some of the, the pains and struggles that you've had along the way, and then hopefully educating our audience on how to either avoid or a lesson learned out of, out of some of those. So what comes to mind for you today? 
absolutely nothing. It's been smooth sailing so easy. <laughs> I don't know what anybody's been talking about. Red flag, red flag, red flag. If anybody says exactly. red flag. You got to just drop, you know, like you, you know, used to coach and everything like a ref needs to just drop a flag on that one. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. And here's, I think one of the biggest things that most people should understand is who you are as a person and your personality chemistry, what is internally driving you. So there are a lot of different factors that definitely created obstacles for me. And one of those factors is actually that I'm a super highly driven, highly motivated, self-reliant, self-reliant, self-reliant kind of person. I will do it myself. And so I single family investments, elementary school teacher. So I did, you know, self-contained classroom. It was, you know, take care of your students. You got to fly, you know, do everything, everything in my life as involved in solo sports. So I'm like very... Solo, 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 aside from my husband. <laughs> that's, that's like teamwork, okay? But um, that slowed me down. So initially when I discovered real estate syndication, I was going about it myself. And what I looked back after a year, everyone who had made all of the progress, they had something in common. And it wasn't that I wasn't willing to contribute to people. It wasn't that I wasn't willing to help people. I had to learn to receive and I had to learn that I didn't have to do it all. I could let go and I could let somebody else take the ball. And that's so hard for type A people and generally speaking type A, right? But generally speaking, like control freaks, you know, just, I mean, I joke around, I'm a woman. So let's just look at some control issues, right? I'm a woman, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I have a background as a teacher. I mean, those are all like very high levels of control type things, right. stereotypically. Mm -hmm. Just throwing us all under. You can just, yeah, that's what guys do. They just smile and not like, yeah, uh -huh. yeah not, you can say not that. Gonna, Go not, <laughs> not gonna jump in on any of that. Just you keep going. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'll high five you later. Yeah, but, but by nature of <laughs> nature of all of those elements, I like learning to surrender control is extremely difficult. And so I had to do more personal growth and development in order for my my journey to progress. But I think one of the most like aside from all of that, or in in addition to the personal growth and development piece which I hired a, you know, high performance coach. And now I am a high performance coach. So it's like, oh my gosh, it unleashed this entirely new world for me. And now I can help people do that. It floats my boat. It's amazing. But the other element is that I was chasing a lot of different elements. So my market was spread wide. I'll, I'll invest anywhere where, where it makes sense. You know, it's like, no, choose your market, double down, get to know everybody really, really well. I didn't team up. So then teaming up made a huge difference. But here's the other thing that really slowed down my progress and made me unsuccessful for so long was that I looked at Forex trading. I looked at crypto. I looked at dropship automation stores because aren't we looking for passive investment opportunities? And so I began chasing down those rabbit holes. And what you don't realize is that you're a nickel and diming yourself. And so instead of, you know, the stereotypical one thing and staying focused and really gaining traction, so we have lots of hashtags in here, um, but instead of doing that, I was, you know, just like building bridges that were only half built mm -hmm. and never connecting to the islands. 
Yeah. I think, you know, we were just talking literally right before we hit record about the idea of you, you have to put blinders on. I think I shared like this business idea I've had for a long time, but you know, never executed, but it's, it's like, you have to stay in your lane. And I'm a big believer in the 10,000 hour rule. And it's very hard to accomplish that if you're trying to go 10,000 hours with 10 different lessons or, or items that you're trying to learn, like you're spreading yourself way too thin, and you're never that 10,000 hours is five years now becomes 10 because you can't do everything. You're the master of none kind of situation. So, but you're saying it actually slowed your progress down. You saw others around you going faster. That was kind of the eye opening moment. What, what was, what, was there any aspect or things that you did during that personal growth and transition that really kind of ignited or jump started that journey for you? I decided to, instead of berate myself, which is what a lot of people do and, you know, tell yourself, I'm such an idiot. I should just give up and quit. Like a lot of that negative self-talk can really take place or you can receive things in a positive way and say, okay, what are, what are the people around me doing that are gaining success? And I don't necessarily agree. I, I like the saying success leaves clues but there's some caveats to that also. I'll be releasing a podcast episode on that soon because it's it's an interesting philosophical concept. But all that to say, the people that were partnering up that were in the coaching program, the mentoring program I was in, everyone who partnered up, they were having more fun, which I really like to have fun with all things that I do. So they were having more fun than me because guess what? They were getting the deals and they were working together. And I was skeptical of people. I was like, I don't know if I should partner up with that person. Whether they're not a good person. Oh, you know, I want to be completely aligned. And I'm still, everyone knows, I'm still very particular about who I partner up with because ethics, values, everything must be aligned. But at the beginning, I was looking at, okay, well, they're finding alignment. They're not, it's almost like, you know, if you're looking for the perfect, uh, you know, spouse and you have the list and everybody has to check every single box. Like, no, they, they may have had their, okay, here are my top three must have, here are the bonuses if they have these things, you know, as they're trying to create their partnerships. And I think I just had that, here's the list, Mm -hmm. you better be able to check every box. So that was huge. Right. I, listen, I, I know like it's a little, little different, but like we're looking at moving and we have our house checklist and we have, we went from like, this is everything we want. This is our dream house to like, okay, here are the need to have, here are the nice to have. And here would be kind of a dream shot, like awesome if we could even get it. So like we won't compromise on the have to have, but everything else is compromisable. And that have to have is a short list. Everything else gets a little bit bigger as it goes down kind of the checklist as as less relevant, but not, you know, would be nice to have. So I totally get that. Nothing is perfect. No deal is perfect. No person is perfect. No partnership is ever perfect. You can always work on those things and find stuff, but it, it's not going to check all the boxes to, to your point. And, and when it comes to deals, that's, that's, you could be really, are you being too conservative? Because I do have a background in real estate and I read, I literally remember the crashes from like the nineties on there. Like, Oh wait, was not the first one y'all <laughs> like it's been going on for forever. And, you know, so I can remember a lot of those so clearly and especially the 08 recession, I really remember that. I mean, in real estate, and you know, so it's like I understand how bad things 
are going to get with recessions. It's natural. It shouldn't be fear, you know, like it's nothing to be afraid of. It's a natural part of the economic cycle. I accept that, but I also know I want to be positioned very strategically as to where we're at in the market cycle. And so I think as being really super pigeonholed initially on all of my deal, deal criteria. So I was like, okay, well, if you think that's conservative, let's try this. And so at some point you're going to kill every single deal just in an effort to be conservative, but really are you truly being conservative? So, you know, really finding balance or harmony between all of these elements that took me time, you know, other people, you know, they get into the, and Kali, I know people that have gotten into the wrong deals and those are their own success stories. I'm the one that I want to learn from somebody else and not make that mistake. <laughs> I don't want to get into the wrong deal, which then prevents you from getting into a deal. So you got to, you know, make sure that you have the balance between all of that. All about mitigating risk, right? Like mitigate your net, you it. can't get rid of risk. There's always going to be risk, but you can mitigate it best you can. And then it's what's your tolerance of risk uh, at the end of the day, based on your investors or yourself or your capabilities, whatever it may be. So, so let's just say automated drop shipping, you know, didn't realize that that was a high risk passive income stream, never invest in something you don't understand. <laughs> we could go on on that, but you know, you start pigeonholing yourself into other things. You don't realize they're going to end up sucking you dry. Yep. Well, listen, that's probably the hashtag of all hashtags, like never invest in things you don't understand. Oh, do you, do your research. Yes. Do your research as an investor, whether you're active or passive, like do your research, understand it, and then start to mm -hmm. figure out where you're going to put your money. Julie, I think to your point, we've gotten probably no less than 10 hashtags out of this one. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure and honor to have you on. I'm so excited that we finally got you on here. For those that want to work with you, learn from you, invest with you in the future, where is the best place people can find you? julieholly.com. Holly is like a holly leaf, H-O-L-L-Y, but that'll take you to my investment company. It'll take you to the podcast, to my book clubs, reading list. I create a lot of content to support people. So basically whatever stage you're at in investing, there is a piece of content that will help you. And if you're listening to this and for some reason you're not already investing and you're just dabbling, there's a book a book list, a reading, reading book list that you can download that are my best books. It's a living list. So I update it two, three times a year, um, just adding to the to the book list to keep it fresh. Perfect. I love it. And and honestly, folks, Julie has fantastic content. Go check it out. Really jealous of all the stuff she's able to do. So Julie, again, thank you so much for jumping on board with us today. Thank you. It's so awesome. Absolutely. And thank everyone for listening. We'll catch you all next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.